Hello everyone, this is Cautious Coffee. I am D-Ray Crane here with my co-host, Austin Stad. And we are drinking coffee. Actually coffee, because we are recording in the morning. <laughs> uh, so if you hear us slurping coffee, that's where the origin story for Cautious Coffee oh, happened. And uh, cheers. Get that right up there in the microphone. Get that right up there in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, Austin? Uh, relationships, marriage. Am I missing anything else? No, I think that's good. This is a, this should be a fun one. I we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, everything's been cleared, and uh, you know we can have a candid conversation. <laughs> so, so why did you want to discuss this? Because this was a topic that you wanted to discuss on the podcast. You know, quite honestly, I wanted to discuss it because we have. I think I believe I perceive that we have different views of marriage and relationships simply because you are a happily engaged man. Uh, in a long-term relationship, uh, and I'm not. So I figured we could have a, a, a decent conversation about this. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> I have, we have no idea where this is going to go. So, well, maybe D-Ray does. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of an idea. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know what your experience has been like because uh, we're, we're about the same age, and, you know, yet here you are getting ready to, I mean, you put a ring on it, so I'm, yeah. I'm so fascinated yeah. by that whole experience. Have I told you the story about that? Uh, you may have. I'm not sure. Remind me. All right. So I think I may, maybe I've told you like the high-level story of you know where the engagement happened and and in in that end. But when Katie and I first started dating, I, I don't know how this came up. You know, she's by far like not a materialistic person, but she made a comment saying that. Uh, if it's not two carrots or more, there's not a yes. And so I thought it would be funny if uh, I actually bought her two carrots from like Central Market. <laughs> Vegetables. Yeah, to give <laughs> as like a gift just to see if she remembered. And she had no clue. Uh, so that joke completely failed oh. on, on my end. But uh, she does not like surprises. Okay. Like she she wants to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And when, you know, I, I, I finally, so this happened on her birthday when I told her, all right, we've got one more surprise for you. She started saying like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, just completely like, you know, you know, I don't like surprises. Yeah, like yeah. I had no idea. Like, I don't know. And so I'm sitting here like freaking out and I've got my, one of my friends hidden behind like a, a car taking photos. And I'm like, oh my gosh, She's going to say, no, this is going to end up in the group thread. Like, it's just going to be so bad. Uh, ultimately, she said yes. And um, yeah, so that's where we are. Oh, there was I'll... a little terrifying moment. It's not as you see the video, you see the pictures of so many proposals happening. That's not how it necessarily went down for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, congratulations again, man. I'm proud of you. And I, I want you to know that uh, because I, I really value and uh, uh, admire marriage, even though you know, one third to one half of people that get married. It's, I think it's, I think it's 50%. I more. mean, you know, we'll give it a range. One third to one half, yeah. uh, end up divorced. Yeah. It's life, you know, it's part of life. And, and speaking of that, I, I mean, I was married once upon a time, uh, you know, I was married to my son's mother. Someone tied you down to you, Ray? You know, I love my son's mother to this day. Uh, we were married and it's been 10 years since we've been divorced. Uh, but you know, I knew that, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't uh, the right person for me and I wasn't the right person for her, but we are awesome friends. We co-parent phenomenally. We have a really 
awesome relationship and, and our son is a, a little stud. I think that's really important that you're able to co-parent effectively because I know a lot of people, um, you know, we've had family members as well, um, coworkers that have been in marriages and it, it hasn't been working. You know, it, it's toxic, it's unhealthy. Stayed for the kids. And they stayed for the kids. And they stayed for the kids. And once they, you know, do get that divorce or that separation, the happiness levels increase. You know, they can, you know, be their true selves and they realize, all right, you know, we can still parent separately. Um, so I, I do find that as an interesting, uh, you know, dynamic. And, and, and someone actually told me probably uh, five, six years ago, it, it was someone both that we know. And uh, she said that her and her husband uh, had split up. And she said that you know, one of the only reasons why they got married is because she got pregnant. And she, they you know, felt like that was the right thing to do mm-hmm. at the time. And the advice that she gave me was, look, just because, you know, somebody gets pregnant doesn't mean you have to, you know, get married. Like, make sure that you actually want to marry that person. So I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I think it was smart of them to get married uh, because she disagrees. uh, Well, the divorce lawyers, I guess, you know, know, I think they 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 went into it a bit more blind than they should have. Right. They should have understood, hey, we're getting married for, you know, there's an economic incentive here for us to get married because it makes more sense. Yeah. And I think when, I think when you're young, you make that decision. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't necessarily know where you're going to fit in financially in the world. You don't know what your long-term career stability is going to look like. And so there's a lot more uncertainty. And I think people lock themselves into a marriage because there is that uncertainty and they think that's going to bring some sort of stability. But the people that I know that have been in similar situations that are older, haven't done it. So this is great. This is great. This leads us right to, uh, the top three reasons I think people should get married. Are we going to put this up on the board? Are we going to put this up on the screen? Maybe not. <laughs> I, we may disagree. We may disagree here. And I made a mention of it uh, just, you know, a, a, a second ago is that number one for me, it's, it's economic, right? Marriage uh, is an economic institution. Everything around it historically was, you know, families merging uh, two people coming together and, you know, doing more than what they could have alone. And that that's, you know, starting a family, paying the bills, creating a house, you know, a culture, all that stuff. Love is like number three. In a, in a lot, in a lot of the world, you're hundred percent right. Economics yeah. comes first. I mean, there's a reason why, uh, you know, dowries were such a, you know, a big deal for families. That's yeah. why in a lot of the world, there's still arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. It's, to, it's, you know, to keep up family uh, lineage, heritage, uh, dynamics. I mean, you're not far off. I think, I think you almost have to look at it through two lenses. Like what is, what is marriage in the Western world versus the rest of the world? Cause I think in the Western world, I don't know that economics is the number one driver, but why is that? All right. Why is that? Because someone wrote a love story once upon a time saying that, you know, it should be all about love. Uh, and number two is children, right? You want to, uh, you want to have children and start a family. So those are my three reasons, right? Economic, children and love is like third in, in my view. So if you, you know, where we're talking about, you know, your friend that got married because of the kids, well, good on her. Yeah. Good on her. I was in a similar situation where I knew we would be better off together, especially in the early uh, years of my son's life uh, as young people, you know, that way we could still achieve the things that we wanted to achieve. And my son's 
mother is a rock star, absolute rock star, works in uh, you know, banking and insurance. And sh- she's amazing. She's an amazing woman. But I wanted to ensure that everything that she wanted to, to go after and achieve, she still could. So it made sense. And me understanding and, and what marriage means, uh, that it's an economic you know, thing that uh, I think I made the right decision. I'd, I'd do it 10 times out of 10. I definitely... <laughs> see you know where you're coming from from yeah. the economic angle I so mean, it was love for you that's what you're telling <laughs> me uh yeah i mean i i think so uh i've i've joked with katie that we should get married by the uh the end of the year at least in a courthouse to uh get the tax benefits from it uh you know at least just december 31st why not because if, if you get married december 31st you get the tax incentives for for next year so yeah but yeah i think uh you know, for me, it was love. It definitely, I guess the whole process took longer than I, I thought it would, you know, because uh, we had, we've been together for five plus years. Mm-hmm. I thought I was ready in 2015. Yeah. She was like, whoa, back. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I just, I like Katie more and more. Katie, Katie is like uh, way better than me. I've said this before. She's way smarter than me. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that also brings up a really good point, uh, Austin. And, and I mean, kudos to you for long-term relationships, you know, five plus years or so. Uh, I probably two years steady in a relationship and maybe an additional year on and off. Uh, so not, not greatly successful in relationships. So that's why I really want us to have a conversation about it. Cause I want to know what your secrets are. Um, you've obviously got what it takes to, to make it long-term. I mean, I think there's a little bit of luck involved. Okay, I like this. I like it. I don't know. It's just weird when you think about how everything happens, right? There's like 7 billion people, 7.6 billion people on this planet. Uh, And, you know, how do you go about meeting people? You know, uh, marriage back in the day was based on who your family knew. Uh, You know, what your economic status was because you couldn't marry anyone above or below your economic status i mean definitely not below what if you're a woman though don't women mostly marry up you could marry up that's when you know the the dowries had to be increased a little bit more but primarily you didn't marry you know yeah so it's 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 a different dynamic now but i guess i'm still dumbfounded and like she actually say yes (laughs) (laughs) but we live together now so she can't go anywhere I mean, she could. Well, it, it was it was funny. So when when we got engaged, like all all of her family uh, was there, my family was there, and uh, her dad like made a beeline to come give me a hug, and uh, he made a comment. He's like, you know, like welcome to the family, no take backs, no returns, and I was like, hey, tell her that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I didn't answer your question. No, it's all good. Uh, just you you were mentioning that, you know, she's smarter than you. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking about, you know, the things that I look for in a partner. And just as a disclaimer, you know, I'm not going to speak about any relationship, you know, within the last two years. So it'll be all like old, old dirt, long gone. Uh, it's smart. Yes. It's very smart. Yes. You. <laughs> yes. But you you mentioned she's smarter than you. And I, I, I'd love a woman to be smarter than me more cultured, more well-traveled, there's more refined, you know, cause I'm definitely rough around the edges. And, uh, you know, if I don't have someone that's going to ask me some hard questions and challenge me, uh, I will, you know, I will make that beeline. I'm a runaway train. Did you, you talk about like being, uh, 
cultured. I mean, so a big part for me is travel. You know, that, that's something that I'm very passionate about, you know, being able to go explore, see the world, have conversations with people and just learn more about what make the world, what makes the world tick. And uh, she's completely like that. So her, her and her family, I, you know, frequent flyers, unfortunately, they're American Airlines family and not United, but that's neither here nor there. She has been known to take weekend trips to China. You know, that's uh, right up your alley. Yeah, she's uh, she's a consultant. And so I, I think there's like a rule in consulting that if you're off site somewhere, uh, you know, as long as your flight price is the same, they don't care where you fly to for that weekend. Mm-hmm. And so there have been, you know, amazing deals to Shanghai, Beijing, Hong Kong and her, her dad and uh, her brother will get on a flight Thursday afternoon fly to China, yeah. spend 36 hours, 24 hours there, fly back. And uh, that's that's incredible. I mean, being able to speed through a city, see all the highlights, sleep on the plane. I don't know. I like that sense of adventure. Yeah, that I mean, winter. Winter, winter, chicken dinner. So when you were growing up, your mother and father. So for me, I didn't, you know, I didn't see that in my household. I didn't yeah. see, you know. Uh, my mother and father didn't remain married. They, they divorced when I was very, very young uh, before I have any memories of it. And then you know, I, I didn't have a mother in my house. It was my father that raised uh, me and my brother. And he didn't get remarried until I was already, you know, a freshman or sophomore in college. Uh, so as far as like relationship advice goes, I don't take relationship advice for, from anyone who hasn't been married at least 10 years. Why? Well, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't know. If you've been in it short term. But to someone that's been in it a long time, do they really know? I mean, that's a good question. That was just kind of a rule of thumb for me. You know, if you don't know, if you haven't been through like the bloodbath of what marriage can be and made it out on the other side, what can you really tell me about a relationship? I I get that. But I mean, you you were kind of positioning it to me that like, all right, look, I've had a, you know, long term relationship. So I'm a subject matter expert in this, but I am anything but a subject matter expert expert in this. I think in five more years you will be. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I think if you think you know, that's when you're you're set up to fail. I mean, you've just got to, I don't know. I mean, each day is different, right? I yeah. mean, it, if you think you know, it's probably stale, right? But is that something that you saw growing up, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, made an impression on you to want to get married? No, I mean, I think when I was younger, like a kid, I never thought about it. I always thought about just me. So at no point in time you aspired to get married. You you just you know met Katie. She knocked, swept you off your feet. I don't know that I aspired. I don't even think I thought about getting married until maybe end of high school. Yeah, yeah. It just it was never really anything that crossed my mind. It's not like I, you know, had a bunch of magazines when I was a little kid fantasizing about my wedding day. That kind of thing. I don't know. It's it wasn't really something that I thought of. I can see that. I can see that, but. But your mother and father, yeah, uh, were they were they married? Is that what you saw? You saw, yeah, uh, they were they were married. My dad came from parents that were divorced. He moved to Texas from California when he was I don't know middle school. Mm-hmm. Dynamics were probably a little more challenging for him growing up. Yeah, um, you know my mom her her parents were married. They got married early. 1960s like during high school and 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 that situation was you know because of a kid 
yeah. and, you know, back in the late 1950s, like early 1960s. Then, right? That's what you did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's where their, you know, marriage, uh, you know, kind of originated from. And, you know, they stayed together until my grandfather passed away three years ago. I don't know. I guess they, if, if they taught me anything, it's that uh, it's a team, a team effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I believe it wholeheartedly. And even though I didn't see uh, marriage you know, growing up in my household, I remember I, I, I dated a, a woman in high school. Uh, I should say a girl. She wasn't a grown woman. She was, she was a high <laughs> schooler. Like, just it's like D-Ray. We were in the same grade. Some laws we're, here. We're in the same know. grade. And uh, I just really adored her family. Yeah. Uh, I used to just go over to her house and hang out with her because her mother and father had such an awesome relationship, you know, and it was not anything that I had ever seen before. And, you know, she was, you know, definitely higher up on the, the social economic ladder uh, her parents being both highly educated and professional folks living in a really good part of town and a really nice house. And I just adored her parents. Like part of the reason I adored her was because of her parents. You're not just marrying the person, right? Yeah. Or you're not just dating the person. Mm-hmm. You're dating their family. Their Absolutely. Absolutely. Marrying their family. Their Absolutely. Friends. So you've got to have, you know, mutual respect, love, whatever you want to call it for them as well. Oh yeah, definitely marrying into the family. Uh, and that's, uh, one of the things that I look for, not only for someone to be, you know, more cultured, well-traveled, smarter than me, like, please be all those things. Uh, but you know, I come from a big family too. That's awesome. Right. Uh, because I never, I never got to see that. My family is actually quite dysfunctional, but what you learn is there's some sort of trade-off because I've had conversations with the folks that you know, do marry into those families and I'm like, oh boy, that is a headache and a half. Cause you do, you, you're marrying everybody, la di da everybody. Welcome to the family. No, no returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's a, that's a line from Skip. You should probably put that on a, on a t-shirt. So, uh, Skip, we'll talk about that. If you want to put something up on the, uh, the cautiouscoffee.com merch store, we will, we'll definitely do that. We'll do a marriage collection. How about that? <laughs> Getting engaged. Here's some words of wisdom mm. from Skip. I think that would be a great idea, but I think that's part of the the challenge that maybe some people don't understand, you know, um, because I, I think, you know, some, I, I have friends that don't have relationships at all with their parents. And, and what I mean by that is haven't talked to either parent for a decade, mm. either parent, either parent. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I have a friend from, from college. I don't know all of the dynamics, but you know, she, she had like basically, her and her family like cut each other off like end of end of college and I don't last I had heard there's been no communication yeah. and I think that's got to be challenged challenging right like if if you're trying to date someone in a similar type position where you know their family's there but there's no relationship there's no connection like yeah. how, how do you, how do you make that work I have a bit of an estranged relationship with my mother. And I, maybe I've seen her five times in my life. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've spoken with her on the phone. So, you know, but that's an entirely different conversation when you're talking about, you know, super conservative, you know, versus, you know, someone maybe a bit more moderate. Yeah. You know, uh, either way, very interesting mm-hmm. dynamics. Uh, but really, you know, in previous episodes, we've talked about asking yourself what you desire most. Right. And that's really what it's going to come down to. It's not necessarily what what your parents want or your family wants. It's what you want. It's you what can, you want. Because you have to be happy. At the it's end what of the day. you what you can live with, what you're willing to trade off because relationships are give and take. Right. 
Yeah. And I, I think that sometimes just in general, not necessarily in relationships, but I feel like individuals can try to live a certain lifestyle or project a certain image because they want to make other family members proud of them when in actuality they're not proud of themselves, you know, that they could have, they could be suffering through mental health issues, unhappiness, just because they're trying to please other people. But I think, you know, when it comes to relationships, friendships, marriage, you've got to make sure that you're happy, right? I think you have to be selfish. Make sure you're both happy, you know, in order for it to, to work. I mean, don't do it just because someone tells you to. I think it's good to have those candid conversations about, you know, early on where that relationship is going, uh, what, what your intentions are. I try to be as intentional as possible. So, you know, I, I know there we are, you know, we're similar ages and we came out of our 20s and maybe early 20s, maybe we weren't dating with purpose. No, definitely uh, not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's okay. You have to, you know, get the reps and, and kind of figure out what, what you like and don't like and uh, what you're interested in. Uh, but then as you, you know, you mature, you start becoming a bit more intentional about everything in your life, not just relationships. Well, you mentioned this, I think on episode three or episode four of the podcast, you evolve as you get older, as you have more experience in the world. Because when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. And as you start living life out in the real world, and I, I want to say like post-college, like when you get out on your own, I mean, the world changes completely. Right. right? I mean, you don't have a formal support structure mm -hmm. in place, whether that's parents, whether that's, you know, a college or university or an athletic team keeping you in check. You, you don't have that support system you can do whatever you want, right? right? You, you, the choices that you make dictate where your life goes, you know, whereas in, in, in high school or college, if you make a decision, you know, there could be consequences like, you know, suspension, your parents could ground you, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. In real life, that, that's not the case. So you really dictate where, where your life goes. And I, I, I would venture to say 30 year old D-Ray was a lot more wise than 20 year old. Ray. And I'm going to say that 30-year-old Austin was a lot more wise than 20-year-old Austin. And maybe things that we wanted in life at the age of 20, maybe we still want them when we're, you know, at our current age, but, yeah. but maybe they've evolved. Maybe, maybe our plans have gotten a little bit wider. I mean, I think back to when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I had only really traveled to a handful of countries to Germany. I never thought that right. I would be obsessed with trying to go to all seven continents and mm -hmm. trying to go to as many countries as I want. That's, and that's 10 years ago. I mean, that's the crazy part. Like who are we going to become when we're 50, when we're 60, and then the relationships that we're in when we're 50, 60, you know, the marriages, how, how, how are those going to evolve over time? You know, is that a, a conversation you've had, uh, you know, understanding that you're going to be different, yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to be able to, you have to be able to grow together, you know. Yeah, and I think that's one of the challenges that I see a lot. So I went, I went to Baylor University, and there was a huge joke about a ring by spring, right? Mm. I mean, so many people getting engaged, spring of their junior years, spring yeah. of their senior years, and so many people that got married or engaged during college 
are now divorced now. I would say the divorce rate, if I'm just ballparking based on my friend group, people that got married at that age, north is 75%. You think they went looking for love or what? No, I mean, because I feel like there's a lot of pressures, especially Mm -hmm. at a conservative Baptist university. Oh, that's fair. uh, You know, that you have to get married, that you have to find your spouse at, at Baylor University. And basically everyone tells you that you should be married by 24, you should have kids by 30. Wow. Because that's what that's what your parents did, and here I am, you know, thirty years old, engaged, not married, kids, no, yeah, and that's okay. I mean, each person's different. You gotta, you gotta, you know, make sure that you're happy, that your spouse is happy, and I think that those young folks didn't understand themselves well enough to be successful in those relationships, and having those candid conversations. So, uh, you know, I asked you, have, have you had that conversation, saying, you know, hey, you know, we're engaged now, we're going to be married. You know, you're going to be different 10 years from now. I'm going to be different 10 years from now. Uh, And understanding that, right? Going into it, knowing that we're going to be two totally different people. And and, and it is important to find someone that you're aligned with. You know, I need to find someone who's aligned with understanding what I believe marriage is, right? Uh, Economic, children, and then, you know, love is like tertiary. Uh, simply because, you know, I understand that, you know, that love wanes, right? It's going to be hotter sometimes. It's going to be cooler sometimes. You're not going to be able to stand that person sometimes. Like, why are yeah. you breathing? Why are you breathing? Why why do relationships fail? And uh, why do people have such a hard time, like, owning that the role they played in the failure of relationships? You know, and then they move on to the next relationship. And that person that they dated before was totally a bad person. But yet they were there too. Like it took both of you all, uh, you know, to make that relationship a thing. Yeah, because I think sometimes you can find positive element, positive qualities in so many different people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you might look back and say, oh my gosh, we were not compatible at all. What was I thinking? But there was something that drew you to that person. You know, whether it's attraction, whether it's intelligence, whether it's conversation, banter, uh, shared hobbies, shared interest. I think sometimes convenience, yeah, uh, you know, that could be a, a factor that, that weighs into it. But yeah. I, I think that's part of the evolution process, yeah. right? Because person you might date when you're 19, 20 years old, is not the person that you end up marrying. Right. And I, I think hopefully, you know, if you dated someone way back, way back then, and then, you know, you're 30 now, you're still not, speaking negatively about that person. Uh, no, I mean, don't let people in your past like dictate your future. Well, I think some people you should just learn from them naturally. You know, well, everyone they dated before you was, was a bad person. All right. Uh, and we're all bad in someone's story, I suppose, but no, never five star <laughs> reviews for all of us. You know, but just really, I think that's, you know, if you're starting out in a new relationship and you're having a conversation and, you know, those those conversations come up about past relationships. And I think it's a red flag. It's a red flag for me if someone is just speaks negatively about everyone they dated previously and doesn't take any ownership of the role they played in the failure of that relationship. Yeah, it takes two to tango. Yeah. Definitely takes two to tango. So so if that person can't say, you know, well, you know, uh, this is where I fell short. And I know that we are, it's unlikely that we're going to be compatible. So we are done with our cups of coffee. So we should probably start wrapping up the show. But D-Ray, what's your, what's your one takeaway when it comes to marriage, relationships, 
whether it's advice for the you listeners. Sure, you sure? Are you sure you want me to? Yeah. Okay. I, I want the real, the, the unfiltered, the authentic D-Ray Crane. I understand the, the history of marriage, you know, before you go and get married. Uh, it's not a fairy tale. That narrative, we love narrative. We love stories. We love love stories. Like, that's not a thing. I mean, it is a thing sometimes. I know like it's cool to have those moments. But, you know, this is your partner. It's a merger. It's almost like a business business merger, right? You both have assets. You both have experiences that can be valued by one another. Uh, have those candid conversations early. Figure out what you're, what you're into, what you're not into. And if something's bothering you, like, don't, don't just let it fester. Sit down at a table like this. Make sure it's a solid green wood table. Yes, and you can be respectful and still be candid. Uh, but yep. th- those are the types of relationships that last. And it could be, you know, romantic. It could be a friendship. Uh, don't let stuff fester because it's not just going to go away. If you, if you keep things inside and you just let them build up, it, it's, it's just going to tear at you. And, you know, one day you're just going to, you know, explode yell say something do something you regret you will fail yeah. that relationship will fail yeah I, I guess my my takeaways is just uh do what makes you happy you know if if that's marriage great if that's long-term relationship great if it's domestic partnership whatever great if it's co-parenting great you know do what makes you and your partner happy i think that's that's the uh the most important thing and then don't let society dictate you know what the what the future should look like or what should make you happy. What's supposed to make you happy. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's my takeaway for it. Good conversation. Yeah. Relationship. Yeah. We kept it marriage. We kept it light for the most part. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll do a bonus episode. The in-depth analysis. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I am thinking about that. We should. Yeah, we should. But dear, it's been great. Episode five, cautious coffee. Of course, if you want to follow our work, cautiouscoffee.com, all the social media links are there. You can pick up some merch you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, join our Patreon page. Uh, yeah. Give us feedback. Give us feedback. Well, I think I think early on we've got like probably around 20 iTunes reviews and, and comments. And uh, we've been posting like feedback graphics on social media, which has been a lot of fun. So if you want to appear on a graphic and if you like what we're doing or if you don't like what we're doing. Yeah. If you disagree us. with anything that I had to say. Or I had to say. Yeah. I mean, we're both likable people, so we hope hope there's not a lot of disagreement. But yet, no, we do want disagreement. We want people to disagree with us. We want people to uh, disagree, then tell us why. Yeah. You got to give me a why, though. Yeah. Don't just say, oh, I didn't like what you said. Yeah. Tell us why. And uh, we are going to share positive feedback, negative feedback, neutral feedback. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what we're going to do. So, again, we want this to be not the Austin and D-Ray show. This is the Cautious Coffee community. How does that? Does that work for a close? I guess. All right. <laughs> so on behalf of D-Ray Crane, my name's Austin Stetton. We'll see you next week.